This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. We were talking to the, the SA Medical Association's chairperson, um, Dr. Angelique Kutsia, um, who was saying that the um, healthcare workers should be put in first in line or prioritized should uh, Johnson & Johnson roll out a booster dose. But uh, still speaking of vaccines, the Pfizer have announced that they've begun a phase two and three of clinical trials to evaluate the effectiveness of an oral antiviral candid pill that it hopes will be able to prevent the COVID-19 infections in people exposed to the virus. Several companies are working on so-called oral antivirals, which should which would mimic the drug Tamiflu, uh, which uh, what the drug Tamiflu does for influenza and prevent the disease from progressing to severe. Professor Tumbindugu is the Deputy Director of the African Health Research Institute. He joins us on the line. Thank you, Professor, for your time. Welcome to the Power Breakfast. Uh, thank you, Titi, for having me on your show, and uh, good morning to the listeners. Just talk to us about how, when in the way that uh, these uh, the vaccine functions as a, as an oral antiviral versus uh, the injection, what is the difference in the way that they function, or do they function uh, in the same sort of way? Uh, thanks, uh, Titi. They, they, they function very differently. Uh, the vaccines that we have been talking about and that are now being rolled out in South Africa prevent one from getting infected. And what they do is that they stimulate the immune system. They make the immune system think that uh, the immune system, that the body is being attacked by the virus and the body responds by making immune responses that then uh, stop the virus or at least stop the virus from replicating and or making uh, making one get uh, very sick. Mm-hmm. The pills that we are talking about that uh, Pfizer and other companies are going to be testing are antivirals. So these ones do not stimulate the immune system. Mm. Rather, what they do is that they, they latch onto the virus uh, and prevent the virus from replicating in the body. So they block the virus directly uh, and stop it from uh, replicating uh, once somebody has been infected. So we are talking about two very different concepts. One is the vaccines which prevent Mm -hmm. one from getting infected and you give them to people who are not yet infected. Uh, Whereas the antivirals generally are for people who are already infected Mm. Mm. and they stop the person from getting very sick. So the person is already sick, and they, if they take these pills, they start to feel better. Mm. And of then, course, okay, please com- complete your thought, Prof. Of course, the antivirals can also be used in some cases to prevent uh, infection, but that would need to be tested. You know, it's like antiviral drugs for HIV, which are used to treat HIV infection, but can also be used. A prophylactic use, is that what you're referring to? That's correct. Mm-hmm. Now, from a development point of view, from the development of a vi- uh, the antiviral versus uh, um, the you know the vaccines, I would imagine the cost implications are there's also a, a big difference there. 
there is a big difference, and most uh, drug companies like to invest in drugs <laughs> as opposed to vaccines, mm. uh, at least for some of the diseases, because there is much more money, as you can imagine, to be made from antivirus as opposed to vaccines, particularly if vaccines work well, they prevent people from getting infected. Whereas uh, antivirals, you take them when you have the infection. Mm. And uh, therefore, a lot of people are not as hesitant to take antivirals because they are already sick. You know, whereas for vaccines, people are sometimes hesitant to take vaccines because they are not sick yet and they don't see the need for taking the mm. vaccine. Mm. Mm. So from an economic purely economic point of view, antivirals seem sometimes to make more sense. But actually from a public health, a purely public health perspective, vaccines are better because as we all keep saying, there is this mantra that prevention is better than cure. Mm. So it is better to prevent the disease in the first place. And that's why from a public health perspective, vaccines are very Indeed, because I mean, if we did have uh, um, a vaccine for um, HIV, we would be spending a whole lot less on antiretrovirals than we currently do, one would imagine. Yeah. Professor, tell us about then where we are then in terms of this uh, phase two and three, just if you briefly explain to us uh, what is happening with the clinical trials and where where we are in terms of uh, um, seeing actually whether uh, this could be soon rolled out. Yeah, uh, the, this you know these uh, antivirals have to be tested just like vaccines for first of all for safety to make sure that they are safe. And when they're in phase two, it means that they're being tested in small numbers of people. And then you have phase three, when they're now tested in thousands of people. So we are in phase two and phase three uh, trials because of the fact that uh, this disease is very common you think that within three months to six months or so, we should have the results uh, showing uh, whether these drugs are efficacious and whether they're effective in treating people. So it shouldn't be too long before we, before we, we know the results. Right. Now, being at phase two and three uh, phase level, uh, phase two and three, does that mean, um, does that uh, in any way um, imply that, uh, you know, we are getting closer or that uh, the chances of uh, uh, discovering a high level of efficacy are high? When you do, when you do these trials, you, you obviously never know. Uh, but the you know whether the drug is going to be effective but the fact that they are already in phase two and phase three suggests that they are they have already been tested for safety because phase one is usually testing safety and then phase two and phase three test uh, efficacy and the fact that uh, these these drugs are already in phase two and three suggests that they have already been proven to be safe and therefore what they are now looking for is effectiveness and so we should expect that we are now at the end of this testing process and we should probably in another three months or even uh, or six months at most we should have the results right um yeah it's, it, it sounds uh, certainly is encouraging and uh, um as I, as you were saying that it would also bring down i guess the cost of uh, um uh, treatment and uh, unfortunately also then it does mean that uh, it's big business for uh, the pharmaceutical company that makes it breakthrough it's certainly for the for the companies that make the breakthrough, but it's also a game changer from a public health and medical point of view because it means that 
we don't have to rely only on vaccines. If somebody gets sick, they can uh, take the medication and they'll get better. So it will be a big game changer uh, either way, uh, both for the drug companies, but more importantly for the general public in terms of fighting this disease. Very interesting. I guess the more options, the better. Professor Tumbindungu is Deputy uh, Director of the African Health Research Unit. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you very much, Titi. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.